Welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I am Justin. And I'm Darren. Today we're going to be discussing a game called Limbo. Um, and I'm kind of letting you run the lead on this. So we will start with our spoiler-free section, and then we will warn you just before, uh, because I think this is a game that we would both recommend. Definitely, yep. Mm-hmm. It's uh, free if you are subscribed to Humble Bundle as well. It's in the Trove, so... There's no reason to not pick it up if you're a member of that. Uh, and even if you're not, it's usually a cheap game. Yeah, I think it's ten, this point. 10 bucks and it goes on sale regularly. So, uh, And it will be roughly, what would you say? I would say the first time it was about four hours uh, for me to get through. Yeah, uh, I probably took longer than that. I'm, yeah, I'm not very good at the crazy platforming parts of it, but um, yeah. Five, five or six for me, maybe. Yeah. So how would we recommend this to people without spoiling it then? I mean, it's clearly it's a puzzle game. Uh, story, simple, somewhat ambiguous. Uh, but um, aesthetically very interesting. It's a game that doesn't use I, color, and that's kind of... Yeah, exactly. For a game that doesn't use color, it uses all the shades of grey very well. Uh, it uses the 2D environments very well. It gives a real depth to the the screen uh it's yeah it's it's an interesting game it caught my eye for sure and yeah like you said we'll we'll talk about that later but the, yeah there there basically is a story but it's left up to you to decide what that story is and believe me there's a lot of theories about what it is i will say uh this is a game that has no tutorial and for the most part that is fine it's kind of intuitive for anyone that's done puzzle games before uh, even a lot of the platforming things, even though they may be challenging, they're understandable, right? You don't need a lot of explanation for what to do things or how to do things. Yeah, and I think the difficulty ramp as well—they give you clear, um, they give you a clear curve before they start throwing you uh, around the place, literally. Yeah. Yeah, it has various kinds of puzzles. There are physics puzzles, kind of tool puzzles, timing puzzles. Uh, and they they tend to put them at different times throughout the game so that it doesn't feel overly repetitive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they seem to introduce a mechanic and run with it for a short time, and then just before you tire of it, then they switch to something else, and maybe they'll use that mechanic again later on. Uh, it works well, I think. Yes. And if you happen to be the type of player that wants to do speedruns, I think this is a great one, as I've seen a couple videos of people doing this game in less than an hour with zero deaths, which is... That's insane. For me, very impressive. Yeah. I think the the achievement is to do it with less than, like, five deaths. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing it with none, but, yeah, some guy, I think I saw the video, it was 51 minutes. That's just, he's a machine, that person. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's kind of it. If you want a cheap puzzle game that is atmospheric and quality yep i would say this is a game to definitely pick up uh, if you're into puzzle games at all you should definitely pick this one up this one is kind of a classic yeah i would say so even the creators of the the game the the only information you get is um the the, the tagline for the game that's the only written piece of information what's the tagline uh well actually on steam uh and it's it's something like uh, uncertain of his sister's fate, a boy enters limbo. That's all the written words that we know about this game. Oh, that actually answers one of my questions. Then. Okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's mysterious, it's atmospheric, it's, I, it's um, yeah. I would say that the name Limbo is a kind of hint for what you're in for. It is not overall a happy game, <laughs> I would say. But it works very well, and it is a very beautiful game. I would definitely recommend it to pretty much anyone. All right. So we recommend it if you've not played it. But if you have played it, stay tuned. Here's the spoiler section. Yeah. (laughs) So where do you want to start? We could start at the... Well, we've got to start at the beginning, which is what you said before, how it's not... It doesn't hold your hand. It's got no tutorial. Mm. In fact, if you don't touch the keyboard or use the controller, your boy will just lie there in the grass. He will not get up on his own. He just stays there until you finally 
push a button and then his eyes light up and that's that's kind of gives give me goosebumps the first time it's like what's going on um but yeah so it, it's it's the, the the whole thing is is um it's just a creepy weird thing that goes from uh you used to well, you start off in the forest you don't know what's going on uh you just a, a black silhouette with two shining eyes and then everyone else that you meet doesn't have eyes which is something we've going to discuss i suppose like what does that mean but it's interesting because dino or dino i guess it's dino dino patty he's the guy that well one of the guys that made this aren't jensen is the other guy but there's been a lot of theories about this game about what it means and uh patty said someone came really close to answering that theory uh like kind of close to what he had he and the team had, had kind of envisioned and his response to that was that was bad news because if the Someone, he didn't want anyone to get close. He wanted everything to be intentionally vague. He said, that means I left in too many clues. So he actually wanted people to make their own stories up. Okay. I'm okay with that. I think if it's intentional. In this case, it doesn't really bother me. If I were watching, say, a Limbo show for six seasons, and I got that same kind of response, that might bother me. However... We are talking about Limbo, and we are talking a game that can theoretically be beaten in an hour, and I think we're given enough for what it is. Before we go on too far, though, I do want to say, the way they've designed this character, I don't know what it is exactly. I do love the fact that he is all black with the white eyes. I think that that is a beautiful choice. But there is something inherently cute about this character that makes me feel really awful. When he gets chopped in half or his <laughs> head flies off or he just falls to his death. Stabbed by giant spiders. Yes. So I I just think that they've done something great with how adorable they can make him. Mm. And how something about that just makes me want to help him survive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it is weird that how you, do, how you can feel attached to a character solely i mean it's not through anything that he says or does well no it is through probably what he does because the actions are so well rendered and stuff it's like you really feel like he's a real person the whole game is very immersive and that's why they don't have tutorials because they'll press b to pick this box up they they scrub all of that it's like you become that character and it's really immersive i like that about the game but when you say that i think that it's very important to realize that there are only two buttons in this game. When you want to have a more complicated system, it's really tricky to do that. Yeah. Even one more button, I think. This is a bit of a sidetrack, but in the game Little Nightmares, it's really similar to Limbo and Inside. But there's a, another button for a... You can activate a lighter. And without that, you're walking through pitch black. And I was walking through pitch black. There's no tutorial in that game either. You just start. Um, but yeah, I was thinking, like, how do I do this? And I had to go escape, controls check the buttons ah there's a lighter okay i can do that so yeah um i guess you break immersion one way or the other if you have a tutorial of it's too complicated that you need to escape out of the game to check the controls yeah though it can be done well right mm. but this game doesn't need it and yeah. i think it doesn't need it because there's simply two things it's jump and action yeah. and that's it so i mean i guess we could just start at the beginning then so the forest the forest is the main part and is it or is it you called the forest? I just called it the spider. <laughs> yeah. Well, we see the spider throughout yeah. that entire one. But the forest is probably much better. It's interesting because there's a lot of areas. I, I wrote down a bunch of areas. I've got a ton. Um, it's very strange how, or very cool actually, how you start in the forest and you end in the forest. Which is, again, gives the name Limbo. You just maybe endlessly repeating the cycle over and over again, which is kind of what they hint at by the end. But yeah, so the forest is the part that everyone remembers because of like what you said, you wrote down the spider because the spider is amazing. I thought, I thought when I first saw that it wasn't, I mean, I, I sure I've seen giant spiders in games before, but I've never seen something like that. You know, it stalks you. It's terrifying, but beatable. And then what it becomes in the end, I actually felt sorry for it. So like what, what, you, cause I what, what, what was your what, what did you think about it? I would say much the same except for the end because by the time it's done, there was something very satisfying about pushing its body onto the spikes and, <laughs> and using hit, it, 
hearing the squish and using it to get to the next level, or the next area, I guess. Yeah. I just found the spider to be brilliant in the fact that it kept going. The fact that we were continually picking away at its weapons of the legs and bit by bit taking it apart. And that it, again, was not repetitive. We weren't doing the same thing every time. Every time we heard it a bit more, it was a different method. And I think that's just brilliant. Uh, so it looks good. and It moves good. Yeah, yeah, it moves great. And it just has a really clever way of using the same element over and over without it feeling repetitive and just interesting things going on. I will say the first one was the one I had the most trouble with. Is that the one where it's just blocking your path and you have to use the bear trap? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I It didn't take me too long, I think, to figure out the bear trap, but figure out... To get it down. Yes. To figure out the pattern of getting it to actually put it into the bear trap got me. But that's also where you start to realize... I think we had just been on the boat and realized you had to use the boat not only to travel across, but a second time to jump up. Yeah, you have to drag it up onto the beach to use it as a platform. So we've already been led to realize we might need to use things two times. So getting the bear trap is not just something against us, but it's also something that we can use. Really felt that they leveled that up for us nicely. And I think the game does that a lot. A lot of people were complaining that... So yeah, I don't want to keep comparing this to Inside, but a lot of people who played Inside and then compared it to Limbo were saying how Limbo was very trial and error and quite frustrating because you keep dying and dying and dying. But that's also a good thing because they haven't just made Inside and as, a, as a Limbo Part 2. It's, a, it's, a, it's the same style, but it's different. So you've got two different types of game and I really appreciate that. But to that, I would say some of the trial and error stuff that they do, some of the they they give you some really cheap shots. They they cheap shot you in limbo a lot. Like, oh, I can jump here and then you fall directly into a bear trap. There's one part with that. But you need to see that so that you can see it chop you up. And then you use it's the part with the 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 dead animal on the string mm-hmm. on the rope. You climb up, but it's too heavy. You just, you can't make that jump. But of course, everyone's going to try to make that jump. But as you make that jump, you just fall directly into a trap and you die. But that just shows you, oh, there's a trap there. Put it under the animal. Chop the animal in half. Then you get, you can spring up a little bit more. And again, limbo, uh, repetition and stuff. So yeah, dying is part of the game. In fact, I'm just going to say right now, I think, you know, you see all those boys in cages uh, and the boys hanging. Uh, and the the dead bodies in the river and stuff. I think that that's you past like reruns. Like this is uh, all of those are different ways that you've died in in the game. Because I, I don't think they're the same as the uh, what do you call them the the what do you call what what's that book with the kids land Lord on of it? the flies Lord of the flies yeah the Lord of the flies kids they're not the same as they're not drawn the same as the Lord of the flies kids they're a bit different. <laughs> That's very specific. They're not drawn like the Lord of the Flies kids. But you know, I mean, the, the Lord of the Flies kids are bigger than you. They have, some of them have army helmets on. They have pipe guns. Uh, they're just, they're they're stylistically. Oh, big. you're referring to the other, what I refer to as the scary kids. The Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, that was what I was going to say. If you're trying to tell me that those are also me, then that wouldn't no, work. But no. the dead bodies, I had that theory as well. Though it's really awful that you can see like there's the first time where you encounter the mind worms and you actually see a boy walking and dying right in front of you You actually have to use his corpse to jump across the water and then to throw into the trap that drops the 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 heavy crate thing (laughs) that's really bad yeah so if you have to use yourself yeah that's much darker if you look at it that way I think it's possible. I find it a bit unsettling, though, that you would be able to see yourself. I would feel like this would be more like the kind of thing where you'd have to go one life at a time. I guess maybe, yeah, you would... Again, that's really just me guessing, but yeah, maybe you reset and you wake up, where am I? Because otherwise you would... 
you wouldn't be scared of the spider and stuff and you wouldn't have any fears or the the 100th time you're going through it again so maybe you're just a blank slate from the game. well let me just say this if that is the case there should be thousands more bodies from well, my po- my runs where i yeah failed. Well, me too there's probably they're probably all at the bottom of those spike traps and and uh the bottom of the rivers and stuff but yeah that that's that's it's it's really dark what else about the forest would you like to say well even even the even how the kids the lord of the flies kids recreate the spider i thought that was really clever like they they would build it out of wood and then they 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 try to trick you with Mm -hmm. that i thought that was really cool the forest leads to the uh yeah so the flooding section yeah that is an interesting place again not to talk about inside because we have to talk about inside but there's so many parallels here um yeah so we are not talking about inside for two reasons one yeah. because we don't want to spoil it spoil it for people that are just listening for limbo and two i've not played it yet and we are definitely not going to be spoiling it for me <laughs> today um but yeah i thought it was really interesting especially when i first played it was the, getting that hamster to run in the hamster wheel so you can activate the generator and then out of everything that could happen you activate some kind of fake rain sprinkler system where it just starts pouring with rain why why do you think that is like what what do you think is going on i just this is my been... problem i just think about these things too much i don't know why it just didn't even well that's good that, if, that felt natural yeah it's just like okay this is happening it's raining this world is crazy enough <laughs> So I I don't know, it it didn't really bother me. Okay. I saw a machine. It started to rain. I just put two together. What is frustrating is that you need that in order to move on, right? But at the same time, the flooding killed me. I don't know how many times. Because you have to, yeah, you have to intentionally flood it. So it's always this sense of urgency where you're putting yourself in danger to get out of danger. I thought those puzzles were pretty clever. The ones where you have to climb, you have to float vertically up and you got to slide the things out, get the balloon in the crate and stuff. I thought that was pretty, pretty good. And that is, oh no, there's the worm. Is that where the worm gets introduced? Yes. Yeah. And that was tough because you have to go all the way back up past the ladders. So yeah, maybe, yeah. So it's the ladder section where you have to climb the ladder. You get the worm and then you have to, go past the ladders to jump back up to the light source. Then you get turned around because you still have the worm. Then you have to climb the ladders and wait for the flooding to come up. Wait for that pipe to rise up I so think that's can the, jump. I think that's the second time you have a worm. Is that the second time? Because the first time is much easier. That one is much more involved and much more complicated. Yeah. The yeah. first one was shorter to give you the idea of how it works yeah. and how you get rid of it. Yeah. The fact that light causes it to turn around Mm. and that those weird wormy things out of the ceiling will eat them if you can get close enough i personally Mm -hmm. don't like the worm mechanic i don't like i pretty much don't like anything in a game which takes away my ability to control and it's done cleverly here and playing it through the second time getting ready for the podcast it didn't bother me as much i knew what i was doing and knew Mm. where i was going but when you have no idea, this is what you're talking about with the cheap shotting, you sometimes have to prepare before you get the worm on you, but you don't know that until you already have the worm on you. And so that's really frustrating. And to have to do timing, so sometimes you have to, well, I was using the controller, so pushing backwards on the controller so that he would walk slower at times to get the timing right to do something it's just really really frustrating i don't like to be taken out of control or to have abilities taken away from me and in this game you only have essentially two abilities grab things and walk and jump and, <laughs> yeah three <laughs> sure so they they took walking kind of away from me and that was really frustrating. Yeah. I, I remember the part, I know exactly the part that you're on about where you have to be pressing back and that's in the factory, the saw blade part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was rough. But that, that part as well was really interesting uh, because that worm takes you far, far away 
and you got a long way to come back by the time you get that worm off your head. It takes you into the depths and then you've just got to get back out of it again. It's, again, though, it's to teach you some things like here are some other things that you can grab and you need to, here's the option of swinging and, and getting uh, things done. You know, it's it's uh, it's all there as, as to serve as a, as a wordless tutorial, I guess. But mm. um, Then, the, yeah, there's the... The city, I guess, is before that. That's the hotel sign. That's just before the factory, um, which was interesting. That's another one that is all about timing and stuff. Cause, um, and just puzzles that are done, I don't know, quite interesting. It's not like, oh, you get to the other side, then that's it. It's like, no, no, you've got to, you have to go back around and flip this switch. And it's not just getting across. It's just so that you can make something lower. So you have to go back around and then swing across. It's... It's not just get from A to B. I like that about that, even though it was quite hard. But again, it's something new, something different that I hadn't really seen before. I mean, not the idea of backtracking, but um, just unique ways to solve puzzles. I thought uh, I think they did a good job. Yeah, the factory. What was the what was your hardest moment in the factory? Because that was pretty tough. Those saw blades got quite. I was it probably that I there was one in particular where you have to time it with two boxes and you have to get one box to fall onto the other and then jump up and then jump over the saw blade onto the ledge and you have to get everything spaced just right so that you can do that but there were a lot of difficult parts in the factory so i don't know if that's necessarily hard i every part i got to felt like the hardest part for me it was definitely the the electrical lines that was really tough well it depends how far you're going right so there is the factory, and then there's the part where the factory starts moving around. Yeah. Which I would probably put as two different areas. And the moving around sections, typically, I would say, were harder. Especially the one where there's just a swinging light. Because you have to remember where things are sometimes to time it and guess correctly. Probably. Probably, I would say, that one. Because that also involved electrical things. And you had to... Time it right and kind of guess where you were. Mm. Um, yeah, the the I remember when you were first playing this, and I had to watch your broadcast on Steam because you were at this point where you have to push that cart up. Oh, I hate that cart so much. That yeah. was really hard because it's not just about pushing it up. It's about it's not about taking it to the end. It's like this is the furthest away point, and now I'll get on it and I'll jump up. It's like you have to you have to push it. As it's as it has momentum, climb up on it and jump off, so it's still moving up, and then as it starts to roll back, you should be halfway across that line before it hits the switch and activates electricity. That was rough, man. I was stuck there for a long time as well. Even the second time through, I it's knew what hard. I was doing, and it still took me. This was my second time through, and that part still bothered me a lot. And. I would say, honestly, that is one thing that I found with Limo to be very frustrating, even the second time. Anything that involved timing, I found to be just really, really tricky. And you had to be perfect, essentially. And I think both times I played through that section, I had to jump at the end just to make sure that I yeah, just, got that <laughs> make extra it. millisecond to, to make it across. Mm. Uh, I, I would say that that is kind of an issue with Limbo, and that's one of the biggest frustrations yeah yeah uh yeah the the the, the timing is especially I, for, for me the timing ones and you know like timing is not my speciality like the talos principle that those, those recording levels where you have to time it i'm useless at that and even in limbo as well the anti-gravity timing ones where you had to where everything was flipping upside down like that and then you had to hit those switches to, so that you were the right way up at the right time so or you were falling so you would hit that switch and you could activate it so you would land upside down just crazy timing i it took me a long time to get through that that's somewhere that's probably jumping way ahead though that's, that is jumping way that's ahead. Near do you the, want to uh, come back to that i'll come back later. to that later yeah i would say there is one other part that i found particularly frustrating uh the fly oh god <laughs> yeah the fly too I keep forgetting about the fly until I see it. Uh, there is one thing I want to say here. Uh, let me throw this in. Uh, I did recently visit family, and my nephew was playing Limbo for the first time. And it was a real pleasure to see him 
going through and trying a bit at a time. And it was always interesting. There'd be a point where you go, okay, I can do one more, but that's kind of it. And I totally understand that. The first time I played Limo, I did not play it straight through. He's a bit competitive, my nephew. So there were times where he said, oh, did you, how long did that take you to figure out? You know, trying to see if he figured out things faster than me. But what was interesting was there were some things where, say, back on the spider, there's a point where you have to push a log into the water and jump onto it and ride it across a bit, right, to get away. Yeah. And he just couldn't figure it out. And I could give him some vague hints, and eventually he got it. And he'd get very frustrated by the fact that, for me, that was just natural. I did that right away. That was not a problem. But there were other things that he seemed to just pick up that were, for me, really tough, right? So you got all the early game easy stuff and he was he was nailing the hard stuff later on? <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but it was just interesting to see that we were not... It wasn't every puzzle hits every person the same way. Right. Right. I think things like the cart will annoy most people. I don't think that they'll be able to get it right away. The one thing, though, that we definitely both were really frustrated with was right in the town part the time where you have to ride on the ladder and break the glass i hate that so much and he was having a lot of trouble with it too the benefit he had with having me there is him going am i totally wrong trying this and i said no you're doing it right it's just frustrating and then we have to see the ladder again in the section that we're talking about now and that's what you're asking what is a frustrating part and the raising and lowering of the ladder with the electric bridge trying to get onto that platform, that I found, even the second time, to be very, very frustrating. Yeah. And since I was playing it, since I was playing it the second time, I had no reservations about finding a walkthrough and watching them do it so that I could see the timing to save me the hassle of figuring it all out over again. Because where I often went wrong was trying to get the elevator to raise as early as possible to give me as much time to jump across Whereas that's the wrong thing to do. It almost feels like they've set it up to be counterintuitive. Again, that's that's what I was talking about before, like different ways to solve puzzles. Like you, exactly, it's like so rather than the cart being the furthest point away from the switch give, that should give you the most time to get across, same with the elevator. It's like hitting it immediately so you've got more time. It's like that's not how you solve it. It's it's almost like lateral thinking you know it's like you really got to think outside the box to and to, to solve some of these puzzles but when you get it you're quite pleased with yourself at how smart you are <laughs> i think with the cart maybe both the elevator ones i felt just fell flat for me the first one should be totally simple i don't know why it took me so long to figure it out or to figure out how it works the second one also just frustrating i don't there's something that I feel on a second playthrough, it shouldn't feel so frustrating. And all I felt was relief that I was done with that part and didn't have to go back again. When you die and you realize you don't have to go back and do something again. And that for me is a real weakness in a game where I, I should want to do it again. If it is so bad and so frustrating that I don't really want to do it again, like the fly. I don't know how many times, even the second time through, I had to slowly go, and then I'd miss the fly, and then I'd have to start over again. That part, I, I think that's a part of any game, puzzle game, adventure game, any game. If there's something that's so frustrating that I feel I don't want to do it again, they've missed the mark somewhere. Yeah, I like the fly in a sense. Um, I actually just jumped on uh, last night and, and did that level again. Just because I, I like it. Because it's really... That part is really dark for me. That's a really important moment in Limbo. Because, yeah, the spider was trying to kill you. And you slowly dismember it, basically. And, and until the spider is on its... Literally its last leg trying to get and you. And then you take that too. And then you take his leg off. And then you... To add insult to injury, you use its body as a, as a, as a, a plank to get somewhere. Um... But the fly was just minding his own business and you tore its leg off and killed it, basically. It's like you're you're using, like you're maybe not a nice person. That's a theory we'll talk about maybe in the end. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's possible that this innocent, cute little boy that we've grown to love, actually there could be a dark side to him. 
I think I would say with the factory, even though I found it very frustrating, I found the moving parts of the factory in which the entire screen moves. Yeah. That took me totally by surprise the first time. And that was something different, something new, something really special. Despite how frustrated I could be at times, it was, even the second time through, really impressive that they would go through that. And then that kind of leads, I guess, to the gravity section, which... That wasn't my... That was my worst moment for that. It was really tough for me, that one. That was what you warned me about the first time when I, you were asking me, how far have you gotten? Yeah. And I said, oh, well, the factory just started moving. This is crazy. He said, well, you haven't got to the gravity section yet. And here is a problem. The gravity section, I found the first puzzle to be very, very frustrating. I feel like we should have had something a bit simpler first to get the feel for it. It's not difficult in a timing way too much, but there's just something about it that didn't quite work and so the very first one feels like it ramped up too fast which one was the first one the very first one is the one where you have the two boxes uh yeah and it, and you, and two ladders but you have to is that the one where you have to kind of there's a a, a a wall blocking the box and you have to kind of float it you have to keep pressing the button on and off so the box as it's falling no that's not the first one is that the oh okay I had a lot of problems with that one. No, the first one you were looking at... Well, I did too. Even the that second time, which is one that, again, I would say probably could have been done a little bit better. No, the first one, there are two on the ground, but there's a ledge, so you can't get them up. Okay. You could climb up. You can hit a button, which does the gravity switch. Mm-hmm. The boxes go up. They go... I don't know how to say up or down a ramp, but they they go up a bit on the screen and then they will fall onto a ramp and fall back down. So there's not, how do I put it? You can keep doing it over and over again and the same result will happen, Yeah. right? And there are a lot of different things you can try and the same thing will happen. And so you have to figure out how to time it so you can jump up and get to the box without it falling on your head because it will kill you. Yeah. And push it up to get up the one ladder, to get another ladder, to go back down, push the box back up the ramp, let it fall down onto the gravity button so that you can time it to get up the ladder and grab the other box and move it. It's a lot of steps for the first puzzle. And they do something interesting with that, though, that I did like, where in the background there's a tire on a string and you see it being affected by gravity you know that it is not just this little section. It's affecting more than just what you're looking at because that becomes important later. Um, but yeah, the gravity levels for me were just ridiculous. And, and t- towards the end, like I said, where so that box one I'm talking about where you had to float the box up so that it drops down, falls down a ramp, and as it gains speed, then you hit the gravity again, and then you have to hit switch it on and off a few times to kind of float it over that wall to get the box took me forever to work that out. And again, it's like the, the sign of madness, you know, doing the same thing, expecting different results. And that's what I was doing. I just could not work out how to get it. And it's like, oh, it's quite simple. But getting a box over a wall is way different than getting yourself <laughs> through. Oh, but be- before we leap into that, though, that part of the box trying to get over the wall, I can't tell you how many times, even once I figured it out, I would get it and it would land on top of the ledge and not fall. If it had just simply been a wall instead of a ledge, I think I would have appreciated a lot more. It's challenging enough without having to figure out a way to get even more momentum to make it happen. I mean, when you watch through the the speed run guys who can do it in under an hour, yeah, they've got it. You know, they can do it without even thinking about it now. But I'm sure they didn't do it that way the first time. No, I'll bet you they didn't. <laughs> yeah, so if you look on Steam at the guides on how to do the speed-throughs, they're, they're basically, you have to train. Like, they're, they're just like, because at the end of Limbo, you can select any of those chapters. And they're just like, find the chapters that are most difficult for you, play them to death, master them, and then go and do it. You'll have, you, there's no way you just like, oh, I'll just start from the beginning and try and do it. It's like, no, you got to hit those levels that you had problems with 
and nail them down because otherwise you especially for the no death playthroughs or like the five death playthroughs i don't know how they do the cart part with the electricity without dying even once but that takes some serious skill that you were leading into before talking about moving the box is one thing but moving yourself is another yeah i kind of like that i mean i i liked it but it 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 was hard and that was really hard i think for me the first one well i wouldn't even say the first one the first really big one where you have to get the two boxes up onto the ceiling with you and get them to drop in the right spot really frustrating i would rather there hadn't been guns in the way to add to the frustration however really clever puzzle like i really like that part of it overall i like the fact that i'm manipulating things on what to me looks like the ceiling to put them in the right spot so that when i drop gravity back to normal i can do what i want to do that part of it was really clever and i enjoyed that part a lot I don't know that I always appreciated having to leap in a kind of leap of faith. Yeah. (laughs) And timing where you have roughly about three to three and a half seconds before gravity is going to switch on you. But at the same time, they did cleverly put this right at the end. So the worst of it, the very worst is the very last one. Mm. And there is for me the kind of ramping up level of I've got to the very last one. It should be one of the hardest puzzles. That's kind of fitting. And you're to the end, so there's kind of a a relief when you're done with it, right? And I feel like the whole very last section where it's just nothing but you trying to manipulate gravity and run through is kind of a culmination of one puzzle, if we look at it. And yes, we've built up to the most difficult puzzle. So frustrating as it is, once you hit that ending, at least once I hit the ending, I didn't care anymore. It felt fitting. Yeah, I mean, especially the the, the ending when you... Because you don't know the ending is coming. It's just sprung on you. Yes. And that is... That whole thing... So, I mean, I guess it worked for me because that was the hardest thing for me. It was... It drove me insane. But that feeling of release and just, like, when you crash through the, the, the window... Or, when you... All of a sudden are going through slow motion. Yeah. That was really intense. That hit me in a way, even the second time, that I just... I'm not even sure really how to describe what I felt about that. But all of a sudden I knew something was happening. Once you realize it's not a glitch, right? That the computer is not lagging, right? And you crash and you're slow motion and you've lost control. There haven't been cutscenes, right? So... You don't know what's going on at this point. And there's something really powerful there that I'm just not even really sure how to put into words. And we both, you were, I I was saying that to you when we were getting ready for this episode. And you said the same thing, that it was very powerful for you, right? Yeah, no, it was amazing. I really, and that's, that's it. You're full circle back to the forest again, lying in the grass, uh, yeah, it was just great. But yeah, like you said, when you crashed through the glass, I had no idea what was coming. And I don't know. Yeah, I can't really describe it either. It was just a weird feeling. For me, it was just a feeling of relief. Like, and I guess that's what maybe what they wanted you to feel is, you know, you've reached the end of your journey. It was really, really hard to get here until uh, you find all the eggs. <laughs> do you want to talk about that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you found all the eggs I will probably never do this don't even try it it's a nightmare well okay you, you say that but there may be some people that want to do that so give them an idea what will they be seeing if they well let's first off say there is no extra ending there's no extra right? ending no so basically collect all there's 11 or 10 eggs that you have to I squash think, I think there's 10 because there's that section with 10 candles yes yeah yeah, that's exactly the point. The, the the point where I was talking about. So yeah, I don't remember what level that was. I think it's just before the fly, actually. Yeah, right. it is. That's why I did the fly again because I was looking for that entrance. That's why I went back to the fly. Um, so just before the fly, there's a section, a cavern. You can walk into the darkness in your right hand side, and you go down, down, down. It's just your eyes glowing, but pretty much in the darkness, which is a taste of things to come. 
you have unlocked all the candles, all the candles are are out, um, and you can go through the weighted door. And you go inside, and it's basically just pitch black. There's no lights anymore. And so... You have to kind of guess your way through, is the way you're describing it's it, It's right? nuts. It's really nuts. It's like, so you're walking along, and, you know, something happens and you die. And you're like, okay, so I have to remember that. But there's, it's all auditory, so you can hear things going on. But there's, like, machine guns down there. There's um, There's worms take you in the dark so you like you don't even know where you're heading uh, in the darkness there's uh, spike traps there's uh, everything that can possibly kill you and it's all pitch black apart from some checkpoints where there's lights but as soon as you hit those checkpoints they just they, they go out and they go dark um, so at least the only thing that really helps you is the machine guns at least show you where the ground is because you can see where the bullets land Ah, oh, but it well, it took me the better part of two hours to do that. It was nuts, absolutely nuts. And then it pops you out at the boxes place, with the puzzle that I told that we talked about. That that elevator that you take up there is it's all that is below that, and it just kind of rises you up into that that area. And nothing you get you, actually that's the only part in the game I think I could be wrong where there's music. There's like a dramatic music theme in that point. There, I think there is, but I don't... There's music at the end, I think. Mm. Um, maybe there is music, but this is going way back to what you said before. Again, how the, what makes the game really unique and interesting is its use of sound, like you said, and you remembered it well, the squish of the spider when you roll it onto those spikes. It's like, even those little details really add to the game. And Limbo does a good job of using sound as well. And that pitch black secret kind of level... Is all about just using the sound. It's it's really tough, but yeah, do that if you. It's very frustrating. It's really frustrating because um, it is it's pure trial and error because you're just doing it in the in the darkness. Uh, but you know, you can you get to celebrate afterwards. Yeah, I finished it. <laughs> that's that's it. No one believes me, um, but. Well, that is one thing to say, though. If you're playing it off the humble trove, you don't get the Steam achievements. That's right. Yeah, so I, I've got nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the ending, um, was that satisfying for you? Was that enough? It kind of was. I mean, the thing was they didn't really tease with a lot, right? The thing was I didn't know who she was, so I referred to her as the mystery woman in my notes. But now that you've given me the tagline, then I know that it must be his sister. Which does explain why they're roughly the same size. Because I had thought it might be his mother, but she'd be awfully short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not... I mean, let's look at the characters, right? We've got Limbo Boy, yep. who is very cute, and I feel very bad every way he dies. And I wrote down the number of dangers there are, and it's kind of ridiculous. What did you write down? Tell okay, me. Okay, so I've got the bear traps, the buzz saws, the electric floors, and the electric signs. Boxes falling on my head, spikes, drowning, the worm mind control, which can lead you into any of these other dangers, uh, falling too far. Uh, there's one part where you have to set up the worm where there's just some junk in your way, but if you walk into it, you'll also like junk falling on your head uh i don't think i said this yet falling too far just falling a giant spider scary kids in multiple ways the scary kids gears crushing you guns that's a lot of things for poor cute little limbo boys. getting set on fire by burning tires oh, i didn't even <laughs> the bring tires or the burning rock yeah there's probably more that i didn't have there's a lot of ways to die in this game. Beautifully, horribly, yeah. And I remember the first time I was playing, it's like, oh no, Limbo Boy, not again. You know, like, I don't want you to die. It feels so bad. The buzz saws in particular, I think, are the ones that really got me because you can lose a head or you can get totally chopped to bits. And the gravity bits where the bits, before you respawn, <laughs> you see the bits kind of floating into the air pretty horrific yeah. yeah so there's there are a lot of ways to die in there this are. game yeah so you only have character wise you have limbo boy the mysterious and nasty children 
the mysterious woman who I guess is his sister, and a spider. That's kind of it. There's not a lot going on here, so we don't need a lot. And this is, if we go back to talking about things like uh, Jim Henson's The Cube, it's a story that's kind of intentionally vague. And I believe that this is, well, you've told me now, it definitely is meant to be intentionally vague. And for some things that works. In this one that does. I assume that whoever I met up with at the end is somebody important to me. And now that you've given me the tagline, I know that that's what it is. And that's kind of all it is. And I got that without really reading the tagline. I'm very happy with that. But you have more theories, right? There's one theory that we can't talk about. Yeah. Until I've played Inside. For sure. Definitely. It's not a huge spoiler for you, but I'm not even going to mention it. Don't okay. worry. This is the the same people made the both games? Yep. Okay. I think that's important to note, right? And why that you're trying to connect those. Mm. But we'll obviously get to that when we get to our Inside episode after I've played. Yeah. So there's a lot of theories on the internet. I just looked at a few of them, the ones that really stood out for me. Um, but first of all, yeah. So the tagline says, um, uncertain, of a, uncertain of his sister's fate, a boy enters limbo. How do you just enter limbo? You know, that's pretty dark in itself. So the sister is dead, has died. At least this is what I'm thinking. This is, this is of course she's dead because you find her at the end and she, her eyes aren't lit up like you, you know. She's gone. She's maybe passed on already. I don't, I'm not sure what, the, what that is. But if you're saying that the creepy kids are also not dead because they don't have eyes. Or they are dead. Uh, or, you know, the, all of this could be just in his mind, you know? So, unless it's just stylistic, like, this is just to separate you from everyone else. You have eyes and no one else does. Okay, fair enough. But, okay, uncertain of his sister's fate, a boy enters limbo. The very first person that we meet that is one of the dead children, not the Lord of the Flies kids, is the hanging kid. So, I'm thinking his sister died and then he killed himself. Uh, to check up on her, um, which would explain why he's in limbo, not going to heaven, perhaps. Um, he's going to look for his sister there. I don't know why he would do that or um, whatever, but that's pretty dark because like, you don't just enter limbo. It's like It sounds like he's done it on purpose. But yeah, that's pretty dark, but people have come up with some really crazy theories. And one is at the menu, there's a treehouse. And at the end of the game, the treehouse is there. And then after you finish it, if you wait, then the tree has it all broken and stuff. Some people theorize that the kid pushed his sister out of the treehouse and killed her. Um, and that's him. Then he then has either hung himself or followed her. Maybe they both fell at the treehouse together. Who knows? And then he's gone through the game to try and find her. Because at the end, she doesn't turn around and hug him. Like, can you explain the ending? Like, what did you see when you, when you, when you finished it? Like, what was the feeling that you got from it? Like, was it... I didn't feel like they were in the same place. Right, yeah. Because she, she, it's almost like she doesn't turn around. She just like, she just sits upright like as if she's got like a chill down her spine like something's behind me. Is it possible that she didn't want her brother to find her and that she's, you know, like you murdered me, you know, something like that. Why have you come looking for me? Um, or, uh, yeah. or is it she's not in the same place? Yeah. Is it in his mind maybe? I... Yeah, I saw it very differently. I saw it as him trying to escape Limbo to check to see if she's okay. My thought was she's still alive and he is now a ghost. He broke through the wall just enough to be able to check to see that she is okay. That's all I thought. But there was a, another theory. Is that the one you wanted to talk about next? Uh, no, I've got, I just put down a, a, a couple um, that, that were... Uh, one of them was that I kind of liked was the there's a car crash theory and that is why do you why is there glass at the end like it's almost like you're recreating getting thrown through the windshield of a car at the end and it would explain all the weightlessness motion the anti-gravity like maybe the car is out of control flipping over and you know you've got that weightlessness and then boom you smash through the glass at the end it's like it's almost recreating the final moments of that car scene so the forest might indicate the family drive they're going somewhere um the city maybe they're maybe they arrive in a city but then the rest of the journey is 
uh, like in limbo is there's a lot of mechanical stuff so a lot of like people have theorized that it's it's uh just the symbolism for the car crash and then in the end you shoot through the pane of glass and comes to the full circle it's an interesting theory it's very complicated but <laughs> but the, the best one that i saw was that it's just a parallel for dante's inferno and that is quite interesting because that's what Dante's Inferno is, isn't it? It's about a guy that goes to limbo to search for something and it couldn't get more, really. I, I, I don't know why it gets a lot of, uh, what's the word I want to say? I don't know why this theory gets a lot of credit because it's just, it's quite obvious when you think it, but maybe it's so obvious that no one looked at it or no one thought about it. It's like... Have they perhaps gone through the different... They've gone through everything and they've gone through all the different kind of beasts that they meet and and uh, and things, but... I think Cerberus is in Dante's Inferno. And they're like, oh yeah, the spider is Cerberus. It's like, well, it's not really. <laughs> it's, um, but the, the, the kind of relentless pursuit and uh, the different kinds of things that they see, the different, the different layers of um, hell. Uh, and they've kind of... It's a really, it, it would take too long to really discuss in detail, but it's a good theory. You should definitely go and check it out because it, it does draw a lot of parallels. But perhaps it's just a mix of all of these together and I'm sure the creators had did, did have their own story and maybe they liked the idea of Dante's Inferno as well. And you know they've done like a, what's the word, when you take an old idea and do it again. Not a reboot. <laughs> what is it? What's it called? It uh, like an homage. Hmm. Uh, but yeah so I will say I think Limbo overall I really enjoyed Limbo a few parts as I've said were very frustrating but overall I really enjoyed this game I'd recommend this game to pretty much anyone aesthetically beautiful and honestly it's the type of game where watching my nephew play watching him work through the puzzles the frustration of working through some of the puzzles but also the satisfaction of getting through each section. It was something I enjoyed even just watching someone else play. And that isn't true for me for a lot of games. And so I I do think that this is something pretty special. Yeah, I mean, certainly, especially at the time when this came out, it was totally new, even though it was a simple 2D side-scroller, basically. But it had taken that and shattered it and done something completely unique. And the fact that you can still play today and go, wow, this is amazing, says a lot, I think, about it. Which says maybe look forward to Inside, which we will be, we will be talking about in the future. Yeah, hope so. All right. Gaps filled or more gaps created? <laughs> <laughs>